Oh yeah! That one gets me fired up. <laughs> you can't help be, but be fired up after that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to episode 22 of The Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for Geomatics professionals, also known as the Emmett Smith episode. There it is, Jake. You had no idea. Yep, yep, yep. That was a softball. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, just a quick note, we are over 5,500 listeners. I just checked checked this afternoon, as a matter of fact. 5,500. We are going to reach our 10,000 goal like it's nothing. I thought it was 100,000. So we're going to have to set the bar a little bit higher, apparently. (laughs) But with that, uh, with the new year, I've I've mentioned it in uh, previous episodes, for every $10 you donate to the Geoholics GoFundMe account, you'll receive a Geoholics wristband. So simple math, donate 10 bucks, get one. Donate 20 bucks, get two. See where I'm going with this? Uh, If I donated $30... That would be three. Okay, now yeah, I got yeah, it. You got it. You I was it. I was I wasn't sure before that. Yep. But. So in addition to the wristband, you will also have your name mentioned on the next podcast, which is pretty cool. And by the way, have I mentioned that we have a freaking app? There's a Geoholics app. Have you seen it? I've downloaded it. You made me. Oh my! <laughs> you sent me the link. It so said download this. If you don't have it on your phone, first of all. It is fantastic. It it works. Yeah, It it is the easiest way to listen to the show. Yep. Go to landsurveyorsunited.com and download the app. It's really simple to do. Uh, Other than that, let's make sure we credit the Outlaw In-Laws with that song that brought us to this lovely place, Just Another Outlaw. They are Raphael, Corey, and Clint. And uh, as we've mentioned previously, they are an unbelievable live band. And they are currently working on a new record as we speak. So... Until that time, you can still check out their current stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. Check out their YouTube videos so you can get an understanding of how great they really are live. And uh, we love those guys. You got to see them live. No doubt about it. it. The recordings don't do it justice. They're good. Don't get me wrong, but it's a whole nother level. Yep. And it's been a while, honestly, since we've given a shout out to our friends of the program. So I'm going to do this real quick. Bad Elf GPS. Um... I just got some great news today from Larry and the Bad Elf Boys. They are beginning to ship the Bad Elf Flex GNSS receiver. This is going to be a a game, a game changer. Check it out at bad-elf.com forward slash flex. Super cool piece of hardware. Lance Vares United, Justin Farrow has created a unique website. Uh, it's a, a web-based community of over, gosh, over 16,000 surveyors and geomatics professionals from all over the world. And new for 2020, they, uh, he's created these hubs. And it's a, like a hub for educators, a hub for organizations, and a hub for vendors. Um, just so, some really cool tools for folks to kind of to, to spread, spread the message for their particular their, uh, their organization. Um, or if you're a vendor, it's, it's a really cool tool. You can check that out at landsurveyorsunited.com. Unifly, Scott Ohana, and his team's vision is to unify drone surveying, data management, and CAD conversion under one, quite frankly, badly needed umbrella. And you can check that out at unifly.arrow. And I want to make sure I spell this because there's, uh, there's, a U, there's two Uniflies. But this one, uh, the one that matters, is unifly.arrow. And finally, Parkland College Land Survey Program in Champaign, Illinois. Corey Allred and his staff have developed a, a really dynamic program suited for anyone interested in furthering their career as a, as a land survey professional. You can check that out at parkland.edu forward slash surveying. And with that, um, can't forget to, uh, to give Social Hall a plug. Here Studio we are One back boys. in Studio One. Love it, love it, love it. And we have a special guest with us tonight, the lovely Megan, who, as you know, is the marketing and events manager here at Social Hall. And she's going to tell us what's going on. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. It's always a pleasure for um, a representative of Social Hall to be on this podcast. Uh, lots going on, actually. Uh, starting next week, we have a new menu, both our happy hour, or actually three things, happy hour, dinner, and our lunch brunch menu. So all three are new. We're going to keep some of the old favorites. I know producer Jake uh, wants to make sure that we keep that green chili mac. So that'll still be on there. And the burger, of course. But we've got some hot fried chicken um, with mashed potatoes. We've got meatloaf, um, nice. fish and chips. 
shepherd's pie. So a lot more comfort food based. Going more pub wise, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we're yeah. going to try this out, you know, see where that gets us. Um, of course, there'll be a social hall, kind of New Mexican spin on a few things, including the meatloaf. Um, we have a new Eggs Benedict that's on a potato waffle instead of an English mm. muffin. Mm-hmm. So it'll be gluten-free. A lot of um, vegetarian gluten-free options on the menu, of course. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, a bao bun. Oh, carnitas, really? Carnitas nice. bao buns. Yeah. So we're kind of getting a little trendy, too. Are you going to have any bobo tea or boba tea? No, no boba tea. No. No, no we're not going there. <laughs> to go with the bao buns? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's just a mouthful right there. <laughs> Um, uh, and gosh, what else? So many new things. Um, and then of course, uh, a little bit exciting is that the brunch that we normally have on Saturday, Sunday only, um, is actually going to be also on Friday for lunch. So it used to be where Mm. Friday lunch was just like lunchy stuff, but we're going to combine that with the brunch. So you can get the huevos rancheros and eggs benedict and everything on friday so i like starting brunch on friday is that starting this friday no next friday man i had plans already in my head it's just another excuse to take friday (laughs) afternoon off (laughs) do that and then go to the golf course and call it a day um let's see uh wednesday used to be burger and a beer night right Mm -hmm. so instead of just the burger it's going to be all of our sandwiches so we're gonna have a prime rib dip and a really cool grilled cheese sandwich not your traditional grilled cheese, but it is going to be served with tomato soup. Mm. I know Kent, Kent's excited. On Wednesdays Kent's, now. A, Kent's really excited about that. Yeah, no, and, no. and we still have Top Shelf Tuesday. Yes, yeah, still Top Shelf Tuesday. I see. I see. Kent. Kent's got his Wellers over there. <laughs> double Free Wellers. Plug. Don't get used to it. Every Tuesday, <laughs> double Wellers. And then two things coming up that I want to make sure I mention is Valentine's Day. So, you know, people don't really think about Social Hall and Valentine's Day, but we are going to run a little special to, you know, make it a little bit more romantic and purchase anything off of our dinner menu in the mains section. So like an entree and you get a bottle of Piper Heidzik. 1785 cuvee which it's it's a commemorative bottling of their um champagne and you get a bottle of that for 35 dollars. normally it's about 65 on a menu on a on a wine list so we're going to give it for 35 if you purchase an entree so pretty good deal bottle of champagne some whipped cream and a heart-shaped bed that is the ticket for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't, I don't Day. know, I don't where, know where, we, where those details yeah, where came did that from. Come from? <laughs> the champagne she mentioned. The other part, where no, Valentine's no, Day? That's no. what Valentine's Day makes me think of. The honeymoon suite, huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Are you guys renting out Studio One that night? I, well, that that, that re, I mean, <laughs> if he's going to go that far, then we might as well just do that. Might, yeah. Well, no. We're going to have to get a heart-shaped hot tub up here. Oh my god. <laughs> so you mentioned. Um, Chef Jason. Yes. Of course, he's from uh, New Mexico originally. Correct, yes. And I was lucky enough to be at the Social Hall Holiday Party last night, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. And they gave out some awards, which were pretty freaking funny. (laughs) So the award that Jason got, Chef Jason, was the best new Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) I guess his mom got a huge kick out of that. It was great. Um, Speaking of Jason's mom, so... um, We have two new desserts on the menu, and one of them is a chocolate chip banana bread served with ice cream and caramel, and it's Jason's mom's recipe. And I have had the fortunate... um, We'll say pleasure. Pleasure (laughs) of trying it maybe too many times, but it is absolutely delicious. It's for sure. You got to come in and try it. We also have creme brulee on on the menu for dessert, which is a classic. Absolutely. Um, One last thing. uh, Plan on St. Patty's Day, the Saturday before, because St. Patty's Patty's Day is like a Tuesday or something, right? The nerve. What a letdown. God. How am I supposed (laughs) to get drunk as shit (laughs) on a Tuesday? Freaking Irishman. I think think Cinco de Mayo is the same way this year. So anyways, we're going to celebrate the Saturday before, have some specials, you know, uh, shepherd's pie, fish and chips, Guinness, and we're going to have a representative here from um, a whiskey, uh, Irish whiskey company, and nice. they're going to be doing some specials on our green tea shots and a few other things. And also we're going to have a band called Kilted Spirit, and they are going to start at 830. Oh my goodness. That's a big day. It is a big day. I, I, that is my favorite Gotta start early <laughs> so you can come in for brunch. You know, get warmed up. On a Saturday? Yes. All right. And then have happy hour. 
have a green tea shot and dance a little jig out in the courtyard. If I just spend the entire day here, is there going to be a divorce attorney <laughs> available? Well, it is family <laughs> friendly, so you can bring uh, you can bring your lovely wife. I think the, rem- the kiddo. I, think, I think the geologics should do a do a podcast that day. Maybe you should. I think it'd be freaking genius. Oh my goodness, can you imagine the mess that we would find? Or make. Just people that would wander in. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever just wanders in will record. Oh, it'd be great. All right, anything else, uh, lovely Megan? That's it, I think I said a lot. Uh, You you did, that was a mouthful, but thank you. What about the coyotes? Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. We're well. We're an official Coyotes there top shelf bar. So we can't forget that. So well, thank you. It's a local team. Absolutely. Got to support them. Yeah. So Jake's got a beautiful hat on tonight. He does. He's supporting them. So <laughs> when the Coyotes are away, please come to Social Hall. Check in on your phone on the NHL app, and you can get registered to win all kinds of prizes. And it helps us too, because as a bar, we get points when you check in. And that means we get more swag to give away, and maybe we'll get ourselves a nice suite for a game. And you know, because oh because you're advertising <laughs> on here for us, you know, if we win, we could take you along. As long as Jake gets involved, I'm oh. going to download the app right now just to get him some swag. Exactly. Jake's sitting <laughs> here on the couch. I, I I have to say this next to me, and he's just like chilling. You know, he's on his phone. He's got his hat. It's so uh, spitting chicklets. He's like. so relaxed. I mean, he's working hard. From right the first now. time yeah. I was on the podcast to this, I yeah, totally right. different. Yeah. He's got it figured out you, now. Well, it's maybe, it's maybe on, you uh, should change things drive. up and you know get something else. You know, and <laughs> make him nervous. He got a raise. It went to his head. <laughs> yep. He's All right, raise every week. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Thanks for having Moral me. Moral of the story is: if you're anywhere near Tempe, Arizona, and you're not hanging out at Social Hall, you're making a big mistake. True. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. See you at home, sweetheart. Total side note, I got to mention this. As she was talking about all the food and the menu and all that stuff, I was at the grocery store over the weekend, and I saw a frozen chipped beef. No freaking way. Gross. Stofers. Did and I was you like, buy it? No. Absolutely oh not. It looked as gross as you described it. You know what? When you go up to Prescott Valley and play golf with Bob, yeah. I'm going to have my mom make you some cream chip all beef. All right. Uh, sign me up. It's going to be awesome. Cream chip beef and a round of... Golf, yeah. that's a that's a win win right there. <laughs> All right, let's keep this going. Uh, catch up with the fellas, Jake behind the glass over there, making us sound better than we deserve. What's up, man? I know I've been talking about this a lot. I'm going to keep this quick. <laughs> Third week in a row, but we have this finally is your last done it. episode to talk finally about done it. it. This is it. This is all I need. I can die happy now. This you is can. it. The Chiefs won Super Bowl 54. Patrick Mahomes leads us to victory. Thir- three comebacks of double digit points in a row, and yeah, I can die happy. This is it. I've seen it. I've, 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 it's done. Yep. You just need the Royals to do it, right? He did. They, 15. Yeah. They beat the him. Mets. I saw him, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little when bitter on this one, 2015. No. Yeah. Was yes, it really? they beat yeah. the Mets. That recent? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Gee, they were in it two years in a row, weren't they? Yeah, I'm good to go. Really, all I need now is like a Coyotes um, Stanley Cup, and I yeah, think I'll be, I'll be all set to go. Yeah, I think you, got, you got a while for that one. Yeah. <laughs> they have three goalies, and none of them can play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm in for the long haul. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, I've just been uh, hanging out, finishing up my school and stuff, and pushing out the episodes. I've been having a lot of fun. Waste management open. Oh uh, yeah. Last oh. Saturday, well, how was the uh, the crowd? Yeah, and how was the the people viewing there? It was good. I mean, that's always uh, the best place for people watching. Yeah. A lot of drunk, a lot of Chiefs gear too, which is cool to walk past all those guys. Um, yeah, it was great. A little warm, um, but I feel like every year there's just more and more people. It gets a little crazy. warm. It was like seventy five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had my quarter zip on. Did yeah. you see the video of like the people <laughs> running great. in Saturday morning? Oh my when they my buddy was there. Was yeah. I watched that and I was like, I am so glad I'm not there. So That's crazy. the first time I've ever not had FOMO for that place. Yeah, yeah my buddy woke up at like 5.30 and went over there. Were you there, Ren? No, no, I did not go. I got invited every day and I turned it down every time. Really? <laughs> I'm old and tired, I guess. <laughs> Can't do it anymore? No. Oh. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to get like shit-faced, wasted drunk, so what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> well, what else have you been up to? <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, th- that commercial for Hyundai, the Smart Pack, I've been saying that one nonstop. You know, I must have missed it because you texted me about oh, it. I'm like, that, that Boston accent just cracks me up. Who was in it? Uh, John Krasinski or whatever. No, I must From, have missed uh, it. From The Office? Yeah. Oh, really? It was him and... Rachel Dratch from I SNL. Definitely missed it. And then uh, Big Poppy made a little uh, cameo in there. 
And then the best part was he says something, and John Krasinski's like, oh, so sorry, your bigness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, going to have to Google it. Uh, yeah, it, you have to type it in without the R's, though. It's okay. smart pack. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, no, that was, uh, I enjoyed that. I ate way too much junk food and felt horrible afterwards. Really? It was like the worst regret of my life the next day. Oh, just really? feeling absolutely uh. awful. But up and at him and, you know. Living the dream here at the uh, Studio One. What about you, old Delphi? Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, I always said we're not going to talk about <laughs> politics. Oh, gosh. We're not going to talk about religion, right? But certain things just get to a certain point where it blows my mind. Like this, and I, you know, for the record, I don't lean one way or the other per se. I don't <laughs> you're, you're, you're independent, we'll say. I guess. the uh, This Iowa caucus, what? A freaking shit show. I, I mean, we talk about this being a shit show, mm-hmm. but we look like rock stars compared to that Iowa caucus. That was awful. Well, well like this I'm day not, and age, like how is uh, uh, there's so much, so many problems with voting and like counting all the votes and everything. It's like we are in this technologically advanced age. So w- w- what was it? I be- I just saw a little bit of it. We just gave me a quick rundown on what happened. Something about a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> It might come down to that. It was, it was heads. <laughs> it was heads, yeah. No, I don't even think I still... Whatever. The whole caucus thing still blows my mind. It's like so 1870s or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, understand but it at all. I don't get it, but that's crazy. But just to make, just to even even things up, I did see that Trump said that uh, Kansas City was in Kansas. Oh, my God. That was great. Oh. I literally, I saw it like right when he posted it, and it was only up for like a couple minutes. I screenshotted it, it right really? away. Yeah, I had to. Nice. Carrie sent it to me, and she was like, is this for real? Or yeah, is it Photoshopped? So I'm like, unfortunately, it's for real. That's awesome. <laughs> Other than that, uh, last weekend, played a bunch of golf in the lovely Megan. It was nice. Weather was beautiful here in Phoenix. Um, this weekend coming up, I do have a 24-hour bachelor pass because the lovely Megan is heading back up to Wine Country Curling Club to curl on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I got a bachelor pass Saturday night. I'm going to go see a band called Glo- The Glorious Sons. They're actually from Canada at Crescent Ballroom on Saturday night. They're going to be unbelievable. I can't believe they're playing at such a small venue. Other than that, I'm going to eat little Debbie Nutty Bars all weekend and yes. pizza. Or not all weekend, but for 24 hours anyways. So that's that's my story. Um, safety share. So get this. We have a, a sponsor of our safety share now. Uh, our sponsor is Advanced Geodetic Surveys, best known as AGS. And AGS is, as a lot of you listening know, they are a authorized Trimble equipment dealer and service center that sells new and used equipment. They also offer long or short-term equipment rentals and provide 24-7 support. And let's not forget, they also do sell field and safety supplies. So you can find AGS at agsgps.com. Check them out. Really, really, uh, really good operation. I personally have purchased equipment from them in the past, and it's been a seamless ordeal. The equipment's great. Their support is amazing. So if you're in the market for uh, new or used equipment or supplies, definitely check out Advanced Geodetic Surveys. With that, our actual safety share is kind of a reiteration of something we've talked about in the past, I'm sure. But I have a couple examples, so this is really good. And that is, if you see something, say something. And why I bring this up is really a couple good examples here recently. Um, one of my surveyors was you know, driving on the weekend up by his house, and um, he saw a couple surveyors that worked for another company walking out into the intersection to survey a section corner, which unfortunately in Arizona, all of them are like right dead center of the intersections. It's unbelievable. I wish we could do something different. But these two surveyors were walking out there, no PPE whatsoever, no traffic control protection whatsoever, just walking out there so nonchalantly. He snapped a picture, sent it to me. I blasted it out to the membership of United Surveyors of Arizona. Shameless plug. And uh, it's just unbelievable how how... It blows my mind that safety is such an afterthought for folks in our profession. Um, And with that, I also saw, you know, I I talk about these Facebook pages where, uh, you know, surveyors post stuff on there and and basically ridicule each other, which, oh my God, it's so frustrating. I saw this guy post something. It's it's a picture of two guys 
you know, one guy's got the rod in his hand with his GPS, and it says something like, I'm training a greenhorn. Everybody posts their recommendations for him, right? Well, in the picture are these two guys. Neither one of them has any PPE on, and they're serving on, on right adjacent to a road. And I'm thinking to myself, the first thing is, this guy needs to get away from you because you are already are not teaching him the most elementary, most important thing to surfing, and that's safety. Find a responsible teacher. Find a responsible che- teacher, exactly. And uh, the other great example that I've experienced recently of if you see something, say something. One of my survey crews was um, dipping some sanitary manholes, and they popped a manhole, and the, s- the smell of gasoline was so thick. I mean, they, it was like, oh, my God, it's almost like somebody just poured, you know, who knows, hundreds of gallons of gasoline into this manhole. Well, that's pretty freaking dangerous, no doubt about it. I mean, dipping sanitary manholes is dangerous enough, but let alone when you pop one, it smells like gasoline. So long story short, they called the police, they called the fire department, everybody, all police cars, fire departments, they shut the road down, hazmat team came out and everything. I mean, it was it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. But again, if they, just, if they just like, you know, went about their day, popped it, dipped it, said, screw it, I'm just moving along, you know, who knows what could happen. So um, potential emergency diverted there. Well, the question is, before they called the police and fire department, everybody, did they take a smoke break? <laughs> no, <laughs> thank goodness they didn't. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Good question. Um, with that, let's get on to our let's get on to our guest for this evening's show. Uh, our guest tonight is James Combs. We have James on the line. He's a remote guest, so bear with our audio. James, thanks so much for being here tonight. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me. Yep, excited to have you. Appreciate you coming on. We're going to give a little um, some of the bio information about you just to let people get to know you a little bit. You were born in Paris, Tennessee, and you grew up in Murray, Kentucky, and you now live in Grand Junction, Colorado. Uh, attended Murray State University. That's the racers, correct? You got it. That's yep. right. Murray State, yep. I went to Southern Illinois University, and you're probably familiar with that, of course. The Salukis. Salukis, yep. baby, yep. And you uh, studied civil engineering technology and surveying. Um, married with two boys, two young boys, my understanding. So you got your hands full there. And your hobbies include cycling, mountain biking, and camping. I liked when you sent us, you know, your bio info- information. You're like, I just like to get out in the middle of nowhere where nobody is, no cell phone service, no nothing. Um, kudos to you to be able to do that. That's awesome. And you're also a Broncos fan by marriage. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, Broncos not a bad team. <laughs> uh, John Elway's gone. Terrell Davis, that mile high salute. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, most importantly, you've been serving for about 13 years, and your current role is Geomatics Technical Service Director at Souter Miller and Associates in Colorado. And I know you guys do a bunch of work around the surrounding states as well. Correct? Yes, that's right. Right on. And the one kind of cool story that you sent us, which I thought was really neat, is you. You uh, you participate while you were in college. You participated in a uh, international exchange program, and you lived in Germany. And you actually got to visit with some surveyors while there. And um, I believe you said you met some also met some German surveyors while in Barcelona, having some drinks. And you had an opportunity to possibly have a summer job with them, but you lost touch, and that's one of your regrets. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't really have any any regrets in life, but that's something that I think uh, probably would have been pretty cool. I think I was a little too worried about the language barrier, but I think I might have had a lot of fun. But uh, it was definitely a neat experience um, at this bar in Barcelona and somehow ran into some surveyors and got to talking, and it was a pretty cool experience. (laughs) I bet. That's awesome. And um, would you agree that surveying is held to a little different regard uh, in countries like that versus here in the States? I, I definitely think that it is. I, I, I do. Um, and I, I've had a chance to work with some Swiss surveyors here recently. And one of the things that I thought that was pretty interesting from them is there's uh, designers and surveyors are, are a little bit more interchanged. So a lot of times the, um, so all the surveyors that I worked with um, from Switzerland were also designers. So, uh, so it, it's definitely different. Gotcha. So they're almost like survey engineers. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I would say so. It, it is a little different. And I did actually get to visit some, some surveyors while I was there in Germany. And uh, I met some local surveyors. And uh, yeah, things are, things are a little different. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, so a little bit about your career path. What was your, what was your first survey-related job then? Was it, was it even before you went to college or was it after college? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I took my first uh, surveying class, and luckily enough, I knew somebody, uh, an acquaintance that was a surveyor, and so I was able to get a summer job and started off as a, as a rod man, and uh, had my one plain surveying class. By the end of the summer, it was me and another uh, surveying student that were going to do really simple projects by ourselves <laughs> towards the end of the summer, wow. believe it or not. <laughs> so we were learning quickly. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, so I, I, I worked at a, a small um, survey company there in Murray, Kentucky, and I actually worked for them um, all throughout college every summer and winter break uh, while I was there at Murray State. Cool. What, what uh, firm was that? You want to give them a plug? Yeah, so VL Associates, and unfortunately, they're no longer around. So Okay. All, All right. right, we won't charge yeah. them for the plug then. Yeah, <laughs> free plug, <laughs> don't get used to it. <laughs> did you, um, did you other, uh, I mean, once you got into surveying, was it like, oh my God, this is, I want to make my career out of this? Did you ever think about doing something else? No, it was pretty much it. I was going to school for um, construction management. So uh, I did carpentry in high school. Um, had a lot of fun with that. And the chair of the uh, department there at Murray State came in and said, hey, you know, you like building stuff. You should come do construction management. And luckily, um, plane surveying was a required course. Uh, as soon as I had that, I'm like, okay, this is, this is where it's at. And immediately changed to civil engineering and focused on that. So, Gotcha. I'm just yeah, curious. I'm pretty much, pretty much focused on it. Gotcha. Well, I'm just out of curiosity, what type of work did your dad do? Uh, telecommunications, um, it, phone lines and that sort of thing. And then my mom's a professor at, uh, at Murray State, and uh, she teaches uh, computer networking and security. So, yeah, this is definitely, I'm, I'm the first one <laughs> going into this in my family. Gotcha. You're, uh, you're, you're the pioneer. <laughs> well, with a mother that teaches there, at yeah. least he didn't get saddled with all that uh, student debt. Yeah, right. No, no. <laughs> Get the family discount. So, you know, it's funny. You've been surveying for, I think you said, 13 years. Um, but I mean, <laughs> in real, in realistically, I mean, you're still like a, you're still young in the survey profession. You know what I mean? It's really, it's weird. <laughs> He's not one of these old codgers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 13 years, it's still kind of, you're very young in the profession, which that's pretty cool. Um, you sent us some information about a really cool project to work on. Uh, I don't know if you're currently working on it or you worked on it in, you know, previously or recently, but the Pikes Peak uh, Cog Railway, Railway, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was a really amazing project. We're still working on it uh, a little bit, some of our crews. I, I haven't been able to be on site a ton. Um, at the beginning of the project, I, I was able to go out though. And the phase that I was probably the most involved with was laying out control for this project. And we actually subbed uh, Surveying and Mapping Incorporated to uh, do a LIDAR scan of the, the rail. Um, so it's about nine miles, uh, goes from about 7,000 to 14,000 feet in elevation. And uh, it, was, it was really an awesome experience for me to be able to take all these different procedures and technologies and tools that I've worked with over the years and, and kind of apply it for such a, a big project. Um, so I was able to do, you know, toll station traversing, RTK, static GPS. Um, unfortunately, I would have loved to just done some leveling too, but I didn't really have enough time and money for that. So Sure, yep. <laughs> but... Uh, but it was, it was an awesome experience, and then the, there's a Swiss design team um, that's working on the, uh, the design for the new rail, and I was able to work with them on the project and spend a couple days with them actually riding the train up and down the mountain, um, setting control with these guys, uh, getting to hear a little bit from them about what they do, how they, how they do with, what they do with Switzerland. They do a lot of rail design. And uh, it was it was a really really cool thing to be on. Yeah, that's awesome. How would you describe your current role at uh, Souter Miller? What's a, what's a typical day like for you? 
Well, I wear a lot of hats. Um, so I, I, I was the survey manager in our Albuquerque office, and I still uh, do a lot of that role. Um, so I still manage a lot of projects there. I've got a team there that I work with remotely every day. Uh, and then this, this new title that I have is the geomatics director. So basically I'm overseeing geomatics for the entire group. So I'm working on standardization, um, equipment, uh, QAQC policies, all of those things, um, and just kind of improving the, the greater group. Um, so I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm reviewing plats. I'm resolving boundaries. I'm doing proposals. I'm doing interviews, looking at resumes, everything. It's kind of crazy. Sounds like he's applying for a job. I, I like all those hats because <laughs> I didn't hear any Broncos hats in there. <laughs> uh, now, that's great. As, as Kent was saying, you're relatively young in the profession, only 13 years. Um, what have you seen technologically change in, in your time? And uh, what did you say? It's for the better or for the worse? Yeah, so there's, you know, I think there's been a lot of, of, of new technologies that have came out, and, and I don't really think there's been anything that really sets one apart from the other. I think the biggest thing is just the availability of geospatial data that, you know, even from when I started surveying till now, I mean, anybody and their brother can easily get some geospatial data. Do they know what it is? Do they know how precise it is? Do they know how to use it, how it should be used? Maybe, maybe not. So I think there's a lot of benefit there in, in having all that ge geospatial data, but we just need to make sure that people are using it in the appropriate sense. Yeah, I think you touched on something really important there. You know, we have so much more data available to us now than we ever have before, and that's just going to continue to go down that path. So I think the role of the surveyor as a result is going to going to have to have to change just a little bit, you know, and uh, the surveyors are going to have to be willing to change more, more importantly. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, I think we need to embrace it. I mean, we, there's not enough surveyors, you know, we, we can't be the only ones measuring things, right? I mean, there's, we're not the only geospatial professional, you know, licensed surveyors. So, you know, I think it's great. Um, but, you know, surveyors, we, we, we know what we're good at. So, and we just keep doing that. Um, so with, with the changes in technology and the ability to acquire, um, you know, so much data, I mean, we become data managers and there's, there's so many resources available, you know, on, on the internet and there's a lot of free data out there and that could be really, really dangerous. Um, what I don't know. It just seems to me like we could do. We need to do a better job at being data managers, and we need to present ourselves that way to maybe create that that niche for us as surveyors. Regulate um, it, yeah, and, and make sure it's it's feasible. Exactly, because there's so many people out there that aren't necessarily licensed uh, data collectors. Let's say you know there there's these drone companies out there, these scanning companies out there, all collecting all this data, but it's up to us as surveyors to take control of the data, I think. Well, that's and why you got that fancy stamp, right? One would think. You but would, well, well, that's a whole rabbit hole we don't need yeah, to go down right yeah, now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, what, what are your thoughts on that, James? Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely something that we've got to be careful with, and it, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, people are going to take advantage of it, and people are going to go the cheaper route when possible. And they're going to continue to do that until it, it, until it causes problems. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really our job to just educate our clients and educate the public as, as best as we can. Yep. And, you know, if, if, you, if you see something, say something, right? So, yep. you know, if you are aware of somebody that is not following the rules, you know, maybe you should talk to your board of licensure. Um, but... You know, it's we're, we are limited to what we can do, unfortunately. Yep, I agree. And there's, um, I, I can only speak for Arizona, but I know there's, you know, there's a, God, I don't know, probably two dozen drone companies that are, um, you know, pawning themselves off as companies that can develop, you know, 3D maps and this and that. And of course, by definition, that's surveying. So you're, it's a slippery slope. But there's also, 
you know, a, a, a small minority of those firms that actually try to do things correctly and they'll hire a surveyor to set the control and they'll hire a surveyor to do like some ground truthing and, and things like that to make sure that their deliverables are in fact good because I've heard some horror stories where some of this drone mapping data, it looks really cool. It's a pretty picture and everything, but there could be five foot bus, you know, and you don't know that unless you're doing some sort of QAQC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. And there's, you know, there is value in less precise data. I mean, everybody doesn't need the most precise data for everything. Right. So there is value in that, but don't, don't use it for the design on a new road, you know, right. if it's going to have that sort of error. Yep. So that's, that's where it's our job. And it, as surveyors, and in, in reality, you know, surveyors are, we know error. We probably know error more than anyone else does in the geospatial world. I mean, we, we understand it very well. That's, part, that's, that's a huge part of our job. Yep, exactly. And you said something earlier also about it's our responsibility to educate our clients and educate the public. And that is, that's where I think that we fall short a little bit. I'm not going to say everybody, but I'd say the majority of surveyors fall short in, in that respect. And that's something that we really need to focus on in order to, you know, continue in order for land surveying to be looked at as a profession moving forward into the future. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And, and yep. with that, I know you're, you're really, really passionate about, you know, being a part of the young surveyors network and um, you know, that that's such a crucial part of the future of our profession. Um, you were involved with the New Mexico young surveyors, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep, and uh, you you were really involved with in that uh, organization or effort, and are you trying to are you involved with the Colorado Young Surveyors? Or are you trying to get that off the ground? What's the status of that in Colorado? Yeah, um, yeah. Recently, the president of the Colorado um, Surveyors reached out to me, and I'm going to try to help get a meeting, help with a with a meeting at the upcoming uh, PLSC meeting. Um, so we'll we'll kind of get something started for the Colorado Young Surveyors. Um, I definitely was involved with the New Mexico Young Surveyors. I still am uh, trying to keep that going. Uh, we had a we had a couple meetings. Um, we went out and did uh, NGS on benchmarks. Uh, we went to some high schools and middle schools. Um, we met at the NMPS conference. Um, got uh, the students from the two uh, from the community college and the university together and had a meeting. It was it's it's been good. Um, and I am the vice president of the national group now to the, the Young Surveyors Network, um, which in reality, that's just, it's really about getting all the young surveyors together, getting them involved um, with the state associations and the and NSDS, the national association, and, and, and really getting, getting us together. I mean, there's few, very few licensed surveyors, very few surveyors. There's even fewer young surveyors. So there's a lot of value value in getting us together and, and just kind of sharing our stories and, and getting involved. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you for being involved with the NSPS Young Surveyors Network. How does, uh, how does NSPS define a young surveyor? What are the parameters? Yeah. So it's uh, 35 years of age or younger um, or surveyors within 10 years of graduating from a college program is how we define it. I'm sorry. You're out, Kent. I'm out. You're a little bit over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking I'm, of I'm, like I'm, young surveyors and starting out your career, uh, who are the people that influenced your your choice in this career? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, Andrew Kelly um, was surveying professor Fantastic at Murray last name. And <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he influenced a lot of surveyors in western Colorado, I mean western Kentucky and that region um, he brought a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of pride in his work um, there was a lot of field work there was a lot of calculations um, he really cares about surveying and uh, he really kind of helped to set the tone for me uh, on how much I care about surveying um, yeah and then uh, Jeff Jones is a uh, surveyor that I worked under in uh, <clears throat> Wyoming with uh, style surveying and 
I probably learned the most from him. Um, a lot of one-on-one mentorship and, um, you know, a lot of staying late or early showing up early and it just be me and him or staying late and going over things, just me and him. And, uh, yeah. Yep. I'm really glad you mentioned, uh, mentoring. I think that's something that we're really lacking as a profession as a whole. And I, I, it sounds like you're pretty, pretty in tune with, um, you know, being part of the young surveyors movement, the, as you probably know, the average age of a surveyor in the country is like 60 years old, um, which is pretty alarming. Um, so, but again, you know, I always circle back to mentoring and how important it is that those of us that have been doing it for, you know, 20, 25 plus years, um, I mean, we really need to pay it forward and we really need to give back to the profession. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's really, it's all about that one-on-one, uh, mentorship and one-on-one interaction. And you have to have that. Yep, and, and you you come from a uh, a survey education uh, background, and I I, th- I think you would probably agree that you know you, there's only so much you can learn in the classroom when it comes to surveying. It's one of those things that, I mean, if you don't have a good mentor, it doesn't matter how much education you have, you're set up for failure. You know, you gotta have a good mentor. I don't even after you have a four year degree, two year degree, whatever. But the, the the mentoring is so vitally important for the future of this profession. It is. It's, it's really, it's extremely important. And I think the, the having both aspects of that was, was a, a big benefit for me. And, you know, the education for me, you know, I learned that it's, you know, how to, how to check, you know, the ways that you're doing things, right? You don't do things a certain way just because it's the way your boss did it, right? There's, there's common law law, there's state law, there's all of these things, and you need to be able to know how to find them and and actually validate um, how you're doing the things you're doing. Yep, totally agree. Absolutely. Um, You know, circling back to the NSPS Young Surveyors Network, how, how, how are you guys recruiting how are you getting the how are you how are you getting the word out to these young surveyors that this is an opportunity for them that they can get involved with you know um a lot of it we could probably do a lot better uh we do we do have a website now um so it's youngsurveyors.org and so and we have a a uh a coordinator for each state um and so that that coordinator works with their state society and gets the name out um, to the membership of whatever state society that we, that we have a, a young surveyors group. And then each state organizes their own events. So that's more or less how it, how it goes. Um, but there's a lot of word of mouth and, you know, somebody goes to a state conference, they hear about the young surveyors and, you know, maybe a survey manager says, Oh yeah, well, this is great. I've heard about this. And so-and-so I just hired goes and talks to him and tries to get him involved and that sort of thing. So a lot of it is word of mouth. So do folks that would like to get involved with uh, the Young Surveyors Network, do they have to be licensed or can they just be somebody that's green just getting into the profession? So absolutely green students. You're a technician, not even in school. You're whatever it is, absolutely join and get involved. And I would say that we need more people that are in school that um, maybe aren't as further along in their career. <laughs> they might have a little more time to help out. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the leadership have been people that have a little bit too much on their plate already. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Included. <laughs> Yeah, James, I'm, I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people might be intimidated by, it. you know, it's like uh, NSPS Young Surveyors Network. You know, people might think that, oh, my gosh, I have to be a licensed surveyor to be involved when, in fact, they don't. And those folks, like, for example, I got a guy who's an absolute rock star, started with me about a year and a half ago, zero survey experience, but he's like... He, he, he is the future of the profession. He's one of those kind of guys. And I am definitely going to push him to get involved with this program for sure. But that's just one example of, you know, a gazillion that are out there. We got to get more people involved in programs like the NSPS Young Surveyors Network because, let's face it, that's the future of the profession. 
and uh, we're not great at promoting the profession in the first place. <laughs> so we got to support these these movements, no doubt about it. So kudos to you for uh, you know for, for for getting involved. That's awesome, and uh, you know I hope that we can work with you to continue to build uh, that part of a much larger organization. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, and it's there's a lot of value, I, I think, in somebody that's early in their education to see some younger licensed surveyors and see that, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't have to wait that long. It's not going to take that long for you to get your license, um, you know, and, and hearing the stories um, from the folks that are a little bit on the, the newer side of the, the spectrum. So I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, for sure. All this talk of age and being old and, you know, I'm fortunate to be a young man still. <laughs> uh, is there something that, I know you've only been in the business 13 years. Uh, is there something that you kind of wish you could have told your younger self when you started out on this adventure? Yeah. Um, you know, I think basically just not to be so bothered by the day-to-day troubles of work. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the stuff it'll, it'll that be seems, there either way. seems like a big, yeah. yeah, yeah. The stuff that seems like a big deal, it, it's probably really not that big of a deal. <laughs> exactly. I think you're an expert at that kind. I've mastered that. Not about it. <laughs> he should teach a, a master's class on that. I should. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. <laughs> well, to go with the old regular question i gotta ask it because this is my go-to and i always feel like i get a little nugget of information about somebody with this one uh do you have a mantra that you live by you know uh yeah i i think so i think it's something that i've i've kind of figured out recently um but i think it's it's to keep a beginner's mindset uh don't don't ever think that i have it figured out always be ready to look at it from a new angle and take advice from someone else, even if I think I've got the solution figured out. That uh, I love that. And you know why? Because surveyors, as you you know, you've been doing this for thirty years. Surveyors can be so hard headed, <laughs> and that, that's an a, understatement. A, a number of us, I guess, or them, however you want to look at it, think that their solution is the only solution, and that is a very poor mindset. You got to be able to open your mind. And you know, have conversations with 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 your peers to uh, to you know maybe come up with a different answer for a certain situation. So you know that that, that that's great. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that you know, and surveying and probably all fields. I mean, I, you can learn something from everyone. So just keeping that in mind, and that's something I have to remind myself. Yep. No, that's a great mindset. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so what uh, what are you excited about? What's 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 next in your career? What's the trajectory look what's like? The future hold. You know, I don't I don't know. Um, hopefully, some more field work. I'd like to get outside some more. <laughs> um, but you know, I've been I've been a manager now um, just the past couple years, and really trying to to figure out how to be a better manager. And you know, that's 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 a lot. There's a lot to learn. Um, and so that's that's probably what I'm going to be focusing on. You, you know what the trick is to being a great manager? Hire uh, hire great people. Delegation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. That that's that's the key to success right there. And uh, I mean, you know as well as anybody, it's hard to find good people these days. So if you can hire the best, everything else falls into place. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else, buddy? Um. No, I think I think we've covered it. Covered it all you pretty know. well. Pretty well. I, 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 I'm jealous of his uh, idea of getting out more and yeah, working on that tan. <laughs> I need to do that as well. Yeah, no doubt. James, is there anything that maybe we haven't talked about that you want to make sure you uh, you get out there for the listeners? Um, you know, I was just listening to an inter- an interview um, of a couple young surveyors, uh, Ben and Cam. Oh yeah, uh, from Texas, right? They, yeah, 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 and they said something that I thought was just really, really good advice, and I just wanted to to echo that that if that if you're a young surveyor and you have an option to go straight into the office or you have an option to go work in the field for a year or two, 
you should go take the field route. Definitely. And I, I just want to echo that. That is, is, is very good advice. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, that, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't say enough how important that is to, uh, you know, spend, an, uh, you know, a handful of years out in the field because otherwise you are out of touch and, uh, that could be a dangerous place to be in. So, uh, very, very good point to uh, highlight there. All right. Anything else then? <laughs> I think we covered it. All right. All right. Well, James, thanks again for being here. We appreciate it. You've been a great guest. Some really good content. And uh, kudos. Keep up the good work with the Young Surveyors Network. Uh, NSPS is lucky to have somebody like you in that role. And uh, I look forward to working with you in the future to help you grow that group here in Arizona. That sounds great. Let's do it. Thank you. All right, man. Thank thanks you. again. Have a, have a good rest of your evening. Thanks a lot. You too. All right. All right. With that, let's make sure we... Uh, we plugged Social Hall one more time. I think Megan spent plenty of time plugging Social Hall. Oh, tonight, my goodness. Didn't she? Well, she went overboard. Uh, yeah, I, uh, hey, I'm not going to say anything bad. I don't want to get beat up next time we show up here. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was fantastic. There was nothing wrong with anything she said. The she, timing was perfect. <laughs> everything was great. <laughs> exactly. She did amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so please don't hesitate to check us out at thegeoholics.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and download uh, our app. Download the app. It's awesome. I still can't believe we have an app. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Big time in it. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. And uh, if you guys want to be a friend of the program, pretty cool group to be a part of, right? 5,500 listeners. There's some value there, boys. <laughs> Email us at info at thegeoholics.com. And uh, let's shout out Outlaw In-Laws. Hold on. We can't forget. Go Chiefs. Give me a Go Chiefs. Come on, Jake. Go Chiefs. Oh, you got to do it like Andy Reid. Go Chiefs. (laughs) Just another Outlaw. Check them out. Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next time, everybody. Be safe. Thanks again to our friends of the program. Please be sure to check out Land Surveyors United at landsurveyorsunited.com, Unifly at unifly.arrow, Bad Elf at bad-elf.com, and Parkland College at parkland.edu forward slash surveying.